This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Ballot Box. Trunganu can be considered one of the true swing states in the country. For decades now, the state has flipped between AMNO and PAS, with no political party managing to hold on to power for more than one term. In the run-up to the upcoming state elections, we recently spoke to Dato Tengku Hassan Tengku Omar from PAS. He's a Trunganu State Exco. He's the chairman of Trunganu State Committee for Trade, Industry, Regional Development and Administration Wellbeing. In this interview, Sharad Kuten spoke to Tengku Hassan about the state government's economic vision, job creation in Trunganu and dealing with AMNO's legacy of mismanagement in the state. I'm Shorad Kutun and with me today is Yang Bohomat Mulia Dato Haji Tunku Hassan Tunku Omar. He's the Trunganu State Exco for Trade, Industry, Regional Development and Administrative Wellbeing. Mm. Thank you so much, Dato, for being with us. I want to begin with with you, actually. Uh, you know, you study economics at University of Malaya, then you went on to do a master's at Nottingham University. Um, how has your thinking uh, about economics and social change evolved during the course of your own career? Firstly, thank you for coming here with me, BFM. I graduated uh, in 1975, way long. So since then, I was, uh, my first appointment as civil servant is, was in Trangano. They call it Trangano civil servant. Uh, I was then, I joined the state in the 1st January of 1976. I was placed, uh, posted as assistant officer in one of the district, Kamaman. And after that, I was transferred. Yeah, as government servant, you have been, you have to be averse with many things. So you have been transferred to many departments and divisions and districts. So all this give me some uh, experience of how to deal with people on the ground. Uh, so I was very involved with the NGOs, especially the youth movement uh, in the early days. And then I, I was, uh, what to call, I was given the uh, task at the state level. And finally I was the state financial officer and also doing some, I was the head of so, uh, State Economic Development. I call it SEPU, State Economic Planning Unit. So, <clears throat> as, um, in Trangano, uh, we considered, or the, the Federalists considered we are quite a backward state compared to others. It's before we found the, the oil reserve in Trangano. So when the uh, when they paid us royalty, they get some money to spend. Okay, before we get to that, Dato, I want to just qu- uh, kind of remain in the 1970s if we can, because it's a very interesting time for Malaysia. You were at University of Malaya, it was a center for student protests and activism. Oh, Anwar Ibrahim, Richard Rice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There yeah. were the Baling protests. Uh, right. Poverty was a big issue. NEP was had just started. Did mm. that shape your thinking? about what needed to be done? In a way, yes, because I was also involved in the student activities. Those were the days. Uh, well, it shaped my thinking, as you said, shaping my thinking on 
looking things uh, across the countries. And of course, at the time, we are very ideal. We want everything to be good. And of course, we need the leaders. And at that time, uh, the leaders, well, we see... Uh, You said when you mentioned about the bullying and then uh, the protests, everything. That's students thinking at that time. So after that, we developed and then an EP coming in. So we worked very hard to achieve what we aspired for: the justice, the right, everything. And then, when we exposed, when we were exposed to the real life, as gawai, as officers, then you actually know the reality that you need to help the people in the rural area, and mostly in Trianu that they uh, during those time they are very rural. Uh, and I like doing the oldest thing. I want to see them changing their lifestyle, everything. And I still remember in 1977 or 78, I was involved doing something we copied from the Korea uh, to replace the roof or the houses in the area, no longer atap dipa, uh, at least must be zinc. So we did that with the policy from uh, we copied from Korea, Selatan actually, South Korea. So. I want to ask you this. You are now a member of the PASS government, right? right? And PASS has been able to administer the state, uh, I believe, about three times uh, since independence, 1959 mm. to 61, mm. 1999 to 2004 when uh, PASS president was, in fact, the Menteri Besar, mm. Adi Awang, mm. and also, and then now currently, 2018, until, mm. uh, well, we expect a dissolution very soon. Mm. So, in terms of the party's thinking about mm. development, mm. Uh, how do you see an evolution there and your role in shaping <coughs> the party's thinking or past government's thinking about development? Yeah, when past uh, was the government in 1999, at that time I was with the government as Gawai, as officers. So we worked together. And of course, when we first won the state, I mean, when we were first, uh, well, 1999, we full uh, five years. So we planned together, and then we put our priority. And at that time, it was the land matters. We, the past said that, the government said that everyone should have at least one plot of land, one tapak, tap, tapak rumah, and also pertanian. Tapak rumah means uh, housing lot. Was landlessness a problem at that point in time? Uh, not to say landless, but they want, they, they, they're everywhere. But of course they want to own the land, the youngest generations. They want the land. So the uh, government said, it's our responsibility to give that to, to provide them lands. So and was it successful as a program? Yeah, we 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 at that time I 
I was the PTG. PTG means uh, Tanah Dagelian. We worked together. Uh, we managed to... We targeted 60,000 lots during five, five years uh, tenure. And mostly we have surveyed the land, but not completed, not to the final stage. So we went, we... We give the land to the people. Before giving the land to the people, we have to survey the area. And uh, we managed to do about 60,000 lots. We measured and surveyed. And, but during the process, before giving them the title, we lost. I mean, the government, the past lost the, the, the elections and that stopped there. So what at that point in time, uh, what was the reason in your mind for the government's, um, for the party's loss uh, in the 19, uh, sorry, the 2004 general election? Well, we just lost. <laughs> I do not know for the very reason why, but we did our best to manage the states. Uh, well, I do not know, but they say it's because of the Glomam Biru, they say Pranamno, the blue wave. Uh, so they took over and actually we didn't expect that to happen because that time we will hold 28 seats versus four, Amno, and then suddenly we came 28 Amno, four pass. So Trunganu uh, <laughs> is a real swing state la, yeah, in many ways. Yeah, in that sense, in that sense. Yeah. So I want to talk about the Glombang uh, Biru because uh, with the emergence of Idris Juso as the Menteri Besar and then the successive Menteri uh, uh, Besars from Amno Barisan National, uh, there's been a lot of criticism of them uh, for, uh, for mega projects. And I just mm. want to, for the for mm. benefit of our listeners, to just go through some of the uh, the list of what they call white white elephants. Maybe you want to call it that. Uh, Sultan Mezan Zainal Abidin Stadium in Gong Bada, the Aquapolitan Project in Sabrang Takir, the Basut Satu uh, Agropolitan Project, the Kuala Trungano City Centre, a mall, I guess it is, the Garden of Knowledge in uh, in Basut. Costing some 300 million ringgit, mm. the Kemaman Zoo, the Crystal Mosque in Tamadan, uh, Tun Ta, uh, Tamadan, uh, Tamadun Islam, uh, uh, the amphibious bus and um, swimming pool complex at Batu Buru. I mean, yeah. it goes on. The list goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions, hundreds of millions, maybe mm. billions, were spent. Yeah. We understand that this is a legacy from Barisan National for the current government. Uh, it was tasked. To, to, in some sense, by the uh, voters to resolve. Have you been able to deal with that legacy uh, of mismanagement and mega projects? Yeah, actually, uh, well, at that time, the, 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 what do you call, the AMNO, the Barisan National, they tried to do all those mega projects, as said. But sometimes... Well, let's say the Taman Ilmu, they call it the garden, mm. the garden of no, no, the garden of what? Knowledge. Knowledge, garden yeah. of knowledge in Besut. Well, probably the idea uh, was to have some, a center for, for the knowledge. But it turned out to be, I do not know why, but it was never completed. And it was in the court. There are some legal problems there. So when we took over, we couldn't able to complete the project uh, or to do some changes there, but we were not allowed because of the legal battle. 
between the contractors and the government. So until now, we try, try to resolve, but it's still in the court now. That's, that's one of the reasons. Uh, but there are days, you see, mega project, of course, they think big that time, they're doing something big. But as you said, it's, uh, what do you call, elephant, white elephant, within inverted commerce. In fact, we we all mentioned during the, uh, what do you call, don or rather the state assembly, we always brought forward these things done by the previous government. So we had, we could trust them, we said it should be this way and not that way, but it was done, and leaving all this legacy, as you said. Uh, well, that was during those days under Amno. So when we took over, we tried to do what is best, try to, um, well, try to continue what is, should, should be continued and try to stop, we stop whatever should be stopped. And of course, the, as I said, some legal matters, we couldn't able to do much. Right. So your critics, the critics mm. of the past government, say that uh, the problem is, yeah, acknowledging that Barisan National left you a huge uh, series mm. of challenges, mm. but that PAS itself doesn't have the expertise to deal with either rehabilitation or to find new ways of uh, getting revenue. Do you accept the criticism that uh, 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 your government has failed to rehabilitate these projects um, successfully because of a lack of economic planning or leadership in, this, in the dimension of uh, the economy? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's the problem. We, we were left with the, all those unfinished projects. And it's, task to, it's quite a task to complete this. And again, we have limited fund. We have to put priority. We have to prioritize our spending. So for that, well, what we can rehabilitate, we do that. It's not because we do not know how to do, but we have our priorities. So we put our priorities our, in our manifestos, 20 things to be done. If we want the election, we will do this 20 things, what they call manifesto or pass. And we have put, we have put this officially and we have a committee looking into this and I was the chairman of this, what the, what they call the executions of all this Janji Janji promises we made. I'm speaking to Yang Bahomat Mulia Dato Haji Tunku Hassan Tunku Oma. He's the Trunganu State Exco for Trade, Industry, Regional Development, Administration, Wellbeing. We'll be back with more on the question of Wang Esan and the other challenges that the state of Trunganu faces. This is Sharad Kutin, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, I'm Sharad Kutin. With me today, Yang Bohomat Mulia, Dato Haji, Tunku Hassan, Tunku Omas, Trungano State Exco for Trade, Industry, Regional Development and Administration Wellbeing. Uh, Dato, we were talking earlier about the, um, the challenges that the current government faces, part of it, a legacy of um, the previous administration under Barisan National, Amno. 
I want to ask you again, coming back to a discussion uh, about capacity and leadership, because the new government, your government, uh, sort of build itself or brand itself as a technocratic government. It tried to put that face forward, uh, the technocratic face of, uh, of past the party and its ability to put together a government of credible uh, modern administrators. How far has it been successful in doing that? Yeah, first thing, we, when we found the ESCO, as the Council for the State, academically, they are very able, actually, capable. We have doctors. We have all, uh, most, majority of us are degree holders. And, yeah, mostly, uh, almost all have degrees, behind us. So they know what they are. They know how to do things. And for example, myself, as the doing the industry development, or what do call the investment, we are around calling people to invest in Dongano. And recently, just recently, we managed to sign about two point four two point four billion ringgit. Investment coming into Tornaganu with the China company, doing some on-site silica rock project, and of course we have many people coming to us almost every week, every month coming to invest here, but of course some genuine, some are not. So well, uh, people keep on coming anyway to invest and we, to have a good atmosphere here. And uh, we work closely with the federal government and all the agencies. And we went together overseas to attract people, to, uh, investors to come here. So we we do all those things. And that's not pro what our uh, shortfall probably, some of our lands, industrial lands, are not ready compared to some of the like Selangor uh, uh, or Kedah for that matter. So we have 26 of industrial areas. Some are ready. You mean you come plug and play something like that? But some you have to tamontana uh, or you have to redo the lands. But of course, people keep on coming anyway. We had the part. Okay, people keep on coming. There's some people who say that the narrative or the image that past projects, I mean, you talk about a technocratic government, but there are others who say that what story comes out of Trunganu or even Kelantan generally is the story of uh, religious fervor. We had the Jom Himpit. Do those kinds of headlines in the media, do they provide a problem for you as a state government in terms of attracting uh, investments? There's no complaint whatsoever about that. I personally, when we went there, they never complained about that. What they need is, they, would, they always ask about facilities. You have the airport, you have the airport, international airport, you have this, that. There's no mention about that. Right, so it's mostly infrastructure, electric... Uh, yeah, electric facilities. facilities. Uh, okay, yeah. I want to ask you, because we talked about the state government and its capacity. What about the, in terms of the workforce? Does Trunganu have a challenge on that level? Because it's a fairly small population. Uh, maybe some of your best and brightest young people are going outside of the state to work where wages are higher. The challenge of providing uh, a workforce that's also ready 
to um, to work within these projects that you get. In our manifestos, we said we want to provide twenty thousand jobs for the Trigano people, and we did that. We managed to uh, accomplish that for five years. Are these jobs are these jobs in the state or they're outside the state? Uh, mostly in the states. Some we send outside. For example, in the Panasonic uh, Shahlang, Panasonic what do you call, doing the conditions, we are sending about thousand people, one thousand people there. Because of our work, our networking, so uh, we can we manage to put our people there. So can you explain the thinking behind this? Because there's some criticism. Why create jobs outside the no, state? No, we didn't create the job. The job was there, or the job were there. So this is a matter of placement. We placed them. What's wrong with that anyway? So after that, uh, the other aspect is we create, we create the job here. The, that's why we want... Uh, our industry area to be developed. We want industries to come in so that they can provide the job. The latest uh, from the company in Zenda doing the Silica Road project, they said within five years we will provide about 4,000 to 5,000 workers uh, in, uh, in the factory alone. Right. And, and uh, these high paying jobs? Uh, Across the board, and when they need the when they they need the what you call the skill level skill workers, we told them we would please work together with us. We had universities, we have uh, college, technical college. And why not we work together? And we have we have shown that we have proved to the people that we work together with the technical uh, universities. We. We actually, uh, together with the company, together with the owner of the companies, we train them together to provide their skill jobs. So you provide a fairly optimistic and mm. uh, you know positive view. But in many of the conversations we have with people, there is this complaint about the lack of a good job opportunities in the state. How would you address yeah, that? Yeah, that was before, and that's going on. But we are looking, uh, we are looking into that. We're working towards that. That's why we call the investors to come, and they did come actually. But of course, investors, uh, the industry takes time to employ people. Takes usually they said within five years, within three years. So it's not you come today and tomorrow you got the job. That's not the way. Right. So it's long term process. And we have our Yayasan Pengonan Usahawan looking into small, uh, what we call small business. So we give them training, we give them uh, pinjaman, and also we got them grant for them to start on a small scale. How, yeah, how is the issue of poverty? Because uh, poverty in the state was often talked about before. Uh, has it been, or have you been able to kind of monitor and reduce the level of poverty in the state? Yeah, we tried hard, actually, uh, to reduce the poverty level. But of course, poverty came on increasing, actually, because of the, you put the, the standard. Eh? You see, before 1,000 above, one thousand below ring rich poverty. Now you increase to one thousand five hundred. Now you increase to thousand. So there's always people in the poverty 
region. But through uh, uh, probably I have to tell you that we as the assemblyman, the yang berhormat wakil rakyat, we got 32 areas here. So every wakil rakyat was given certain uh, amount of funds, uh, produkkan, to spend in the what you call in the area, and we did. Uh, I was I still in Ladang, actually, Ladang constituency, and we give many forms of actually uh, what do you call we we give to many things to these poor people to start working to start their small business or to help them uh, outright. We face a lot. We we see a lot of people suffering. From sakit, actually the what do you call the stroke, uh, the and NCDs. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? How do you tackle this problem? There's no way. What they need is they want the. Uh, yeah, they they have to spend a few. Uh, I mean, not a few dollars lah. I mean, they have to keep on living. They want to eat. They want pampers. They want milk. So how do you provide them with that immediately and at that instant of time? So we will given some allocations to spend on this. Then we, uh, we all, every yang berhormat pas yang berhormat kerja we go to the inside the the village actually. Right. So this so, is a form of charity. Uh, or how do you view this? Because some people will say that uh, you know poor people. Are better for politicians because you know they, they become dependent on the political no, parties. No, uh, that, that's not the that, that's not true. We don't create them to be poor. <laughs> Even to alleviate the the the, the them from uh, the state of poverty into something M or or rather the B. What do you call that? Middle class level. But of course, some need to be. We get them. We have to give them the money. The we have to get them. Fish, because they can. They for the fact that they couldn't, they were not able to work. Right, they so were sick. Right. Then we have to. In fact, uh, f- uh, for information, in the Ladang itself, Ladang is the sea. We um, uh, they need the cattle. You know, you know the cattle for the sick. Yeah, the bed. The ah, bed, yeah. huh? The special bed. Uh, special yeah. bed. We purchased many actually. Right. So this is the we- the w- so they they are sick. They 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 are, they are sick people. So what do we expect from them? Right. So this is the welfare. Uh, That's welfare. Yes. Yeah, this welfare. Uh, I want to come back to jobs, right? And where you see the growth for jobs. Uh, often with Trungano, it's seen as tourism. It's of oil and gas. Mm. Um, and then, of course, some of the extractive industries uh, you mm. talk about, minerals. And all those and things, all those things, yeah. actually. Is there something beyond that for Trungano? I mean, you're thinking, the, your colleagues uh, in the state exco and also in the Dun, where is, what are Trungano leaders thinking about in terms of the next stage for the economy? We will keep continuing, continue to help them, to provide them jobs, actually, and then to create uh, jobs. One is to create jobs for them, and the other one is help them to be in the business. 
That's why we created the. In fact, they they were called YPU, Yayasan Pembangunan Usahawan. It was there before a long time. I was once the chairman of the the, the Yayasan when I was the pegawai formerly. But we upgrade. We provide more funds to the people. Right, so that's entrepreneurship. You're entrepreneurship. providing seed money. Yeah. I, w- I want to come back to this idea of the thinking, right? So we had under Aegis Juso, you know, this big projects, right? Um, hundreds of millions do- um, dollars spent. Uh, but today we still see in uh, Kuala Trungana, we see the bridge. We see the development of malls in the downtown area. There is, in fact, uh, that we've, we've heard that the the seaside area is called Miami. It's, it's a popular name for yeah, that Miami, uh, pantai. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Miami, yeah. So that thinking, is does the party and the government share that same kind of thinking that this is the... Um, this is the kind of modern city that we want to build. And this is the modern economy that we want to build. What is yes. your vision? Yes. We want and to modernize everything. If but is it the same as Idris Jusso? Is it the no, same kind of No, we just continue thing? actually what they have done. Uh, but what you are behind our mind, we want to, to help people living here happily actually. Sejahtera. Uh, maju. Berkat sejahtera. That's we want them to be in this what they call maju. You know maju. It's progress. The progress. Berkat. Berkat is what we call. <laughs> yeah, berkat means uh, blessings. Bless something like that. Yeah. Blessed. And berkat maju sejahtera. Sejahtera is yeah. You know sejahtera. Yeah, happiness. Happiness. In fact, Trunganu scores very high on the happiness index. Yeah, it, right? we so, want. Well, we want people to be happy. Everybody must be happy. But is that is that credit? Do you take credit as a party, as a government, for the happiness of Trunganu people, or is it just the larger culture? The fact that people love the lifestyle, the the sea and the mountains. That is something that is not is beyond politics. In fact, yeah. Uh... We provide them the facilities actually, the the the, the bandar, the manajer bandaraya. Uh, try to have some form of uh, good living actually in <coughs> in the uh, this area. And for that matters, we usually the the all the bandaraya or majlis bandaraya or majlis permandaran or called by the daerah. They always have the competition at the federal level, and usually we want a lot of uh, what we call we we want the competitions as the say happiness and everything. So one thing is the what we call of, of the culture itself, and then the other thing is we provide the facilities for them. We facilitate them to be happy by providing all the facilities which we could provide. At the moment, with the limited fund we have, so we want to make the citizens of Terengganu happy. Happy means they want they live happily with no not much crime. Uh, they're happy of the style of living in the kampung, but of course we want to modernize them. Um, 
Yeah, everything. Uh, we of course, as we, I said, we got the manifestos. Manifesto means for them, twenty of them. And when they, for example, when they now until now, if they go to the hospital, we pay them freely for third, uh, what called third class. We pay. The government pay. Instead of them paying, we paid, and we get the medical card for them about five hundred ringgit per year. So they use the credit, uh, the the medical card. They they can go to any uh, clinics affiliate to us, and that's how we help them. I I want to if you could just turn this question of happiness uh, a little around a little bit, because there is a question of the environment and climate, and some of the mega projects have actually, as we understand, uh, impacted uh, coastal areas. It's impacted, uh, you know, the way in which people live because flooding now that's happening areas. How do you balance, in in the view of your government, how do you balance economic development as you imagine it and uh, the environmental issue? Yeah, any development must followed certain steps and must be proved by the technical departments. They give the opinions and we listen to the opinions. The project must pass EIA and of course they have to. But what I understand about the EI process is it's often the the concessionaire that's developing that does uh, that commissions the EIA. There's criticism that there is isn't sufficient transparency that uh, experts from universities are not included in these discussions, and that and therefore some major mistakes are being made around the estuary and so on because of a lack of uh, transparency in the EI process. The detailed EI is not oh, given. We leave these things to the EIE departments. They have, they, they have their experts there. They advise us on this. And we just formed our new department, they call it Laut. Laut is looking over all the waters, including rivers and lakes in the states. We have, we 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 want to them to follow our what you call how to control all those hazards and whatnot. We have the we call it loud. Uh, well, to say that we do have the experts the transparency, I don't think so, because everything was tabled to the committee, and then we have technical departments to guide us. So I don't know what you mean by transparency. Or people say no transparency. I don't think so. Right. So you're, from your point of view, you're following the processes that are yeah, available yeah, and yeah, yeah. expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laid down by the governments. Okay. I, I want last question for you. Um, when you, in sort of putting out your message about Trungano as a place for investment, for, for jobs, what are you saying to uh, Malay, uh, uh, other kind of investors from around the country, as well as globally and internationally, what are you saying to them about what is good about Trungano? Uh, first, we have the facilities, especially the land. We have ample land for them to come, and it's cheaper than the rest of the country. And secondly, we have our industrial area near the port. And we are developing our port. We want to expand the port. And they like that. So mostly they want to see whether we got the raw material for them to come. 
So we have the chemicals here with the protonas around. We have the raw material. We have silica. We have the biji besi, iron ore, and all those things are trapped there. Actually, it depends how they look at us. Some they say we cannot come because of your tariff. Electric tariffs is very high. We said, sorry, we we have we don't have the jurisdiction over there, over the the the, the, the utilities. It was uh, controlled by the government, uh, federal government. So why not you go to the federal government and ask for the for the uh, for the tariff you want? But uh, other than that, uh, they always compare. Actually, where my experience with the investors they always compare the pricing of utilities. They say we we prefer to go to Sabah and Sarawak because the city tariff is much lower. But sometimes, yeah, they got the utilities, but they have the raw material, so. They have to come to here, so they have to choose. When we went over to uh, overseas, Korea, China, Japan, and whatnot, we always go together with the federal agencies, with Patronas, the MIDA, the ECER, and many other departments. We went together as a force. We said to the, we told them to please come to Malaysia. Then where Malaysia where? Terengganu, Perak, Sabah, Johor. So we will say that you have you well. This is what we can offer to you. Please come to us. You want the raw material? The raw material is ready. For example, the chemical. The courier came here for the chemical related industries because they know that they can get the the raw material from the uh, industry area, from the oil, from 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 the activities of active petronas. They have the gas. They have many types of chemicals, so they need that, so they come here. And other than that, I think, well, they're happy to see our pantai. They're happy to see our pulau because we brought together this. They say we have lovely pulau, very good, beautiful. And for information, the our pulau here, the a few pulau here. Uh, uh, for example, Pulau Perhentian, uh, no, no, Pulau Redang, always full with the China. It's very common with the China people coming to, and always full actually. Our, 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 our the, and now we are try to develop our Kenya. You know Kenya? Yeah, Kenya. Yeah, Kenya. Tasik Kenya. Tasik Kenya. Yeah. Uh, well, people still can come and invest if they want here. And we see a lot of boat houses in the lake. Right. All those attract we attract the people to come and spend their time here. Right, but you had one big problem with the Tasik Kenya. One of the duty-free projects failed, didn't it? In an island in Tasik Kenya. Uh, yeah, it was done before us actually. Okay, so <laughs> past is not to blame. <laughs> no government is not to blame. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Dato. Yeah, thank you, thank you, BFM. That was Shrat Kuten speaking to Dato Tengku Hassan Tengku Omar. He's a member of PAS. He's a Trangano State Exco. He's the chairman of Trangano State Committee for Trade Industry, Regional Development and Administration Wellbeing. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. You've been listening to Beyond the Ballot Box on BFM 89.9.
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.